Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying Reviews. I'm here with Juan. Hey, hey. And Jay. Hi, guys. And our very special guest today, Julio. Fuck you. Hey, guys. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm Sean. And this is our theme music. That's, that is not the theme music. Never has been. <laughs> you know what? Funnily enough, I like that a lot better. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying Reviews. This week we're going to be reviewing the Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, this is our very first attempt at this, so here's how it'll work. Uh, we'll get you caught up in the universe if you need that. Uh, and then we'll give you some of the movie financial info, because why not? And then we'll summarize the movie a bit. And then, um, FYI, everybody, Juan, this is your favorite part. There will be spoilers. So, after after this point, if you have not seen the movie, you ha- I'm giving you one moment right now to stop this, go watch it. And then come back because be there, back. there will be spoilers. Well, Juan, everyone knows you weren't going to watch it. That's not that's not a hidden thing. But there will be spoilers. And then we'll talk about our favorite plot points, uh, our favorite uh, visual effects and scenes. And we give over our ratings. With that being said, once again, spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I know. I know. All righty. So. Uh, all right, guys. So now just just to, just checking in. We all have watched the Snyder Cut, right? We've all we've all seen it. I'm at yeah. the uh, uh 300. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, I watched Sucker Punch uh, before because I, th- <laughs> I thought I thought you had to watch that to understand what was going on. I just went back and watched all of Z- Zack Snyder's movies. <laughs> Watchmen. <laughs> Guardian. Sucker Punch. Oh, man. Yeah. Sucker Punch was a weird one. Sucker Punch is definitely a weird one. Um, Wanda, have you seen Sucker Punch? Have you seen any of Zack Snyder's movies that uh, aren't 300? I haven't seen 300. Uh, I saw Watchmen. Um, How have you not seen 300? I think it was in high school when it first came out and everybody was over hyping it. And no, no one was over hyping that movie. It was fucking great. No, I've I've never seen 300. Okay, well yeah. that that explains a lot. Uh, is soccer is, uh, soccer punch the one with? Uh, I'm I'm gonna get crucified right David now. Beckham. Well, <laughs> no, that's Bendit like Beckham. Uh, <laughs> well, he says soccer punch. <laughs> oh, a so- soccer punch is a different movie. You got you got to go behind the curtain to get that movie. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, so Justice League, the Snyder, so Justice League, the Snyder Cut is part of the Zack Snyder universe of DC movies. Um, this comes after the Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, and then the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. So, um, after Justice League came out, a lot of fans were very disappointed. Personally, I I enjoyed it; it was fine. I felt like yeah, it could have absolutely been better. But after that, um, but after that, there was a a mass like a mass following on the internet that was like, hey. Jack Zack Snyder has all this footage. We want to see what he would have done. And release so just, the Snyder cut. Re- release it. I dem- now, I demand it. Now, didn't he also start tweeting how he would have done stuff or how he did it differently yeah, or he, how he, he intended stuff? So didn't that feed into Yeah, he the whole yeah, Snyder he absolutely cut? he absolutely fed into the the momentum of it, which is like, yeah, man, I I mean, I have he literally as as I understood it, he left Warner Brothers with all of his footage on a laptop and was able to uh he was like, Yeah, man, I I got everything I need. I got everything I need. You just let me know when. Now Which, sorry. Go ahead. Now educate me. I'm sure we've talked about it in uh in a couple of the other episodes. Fuck yeah. you, Julio. Um Jack Snyder uh, it's, it's, uh, his, Zach his Snyder. Father. His, uh, <laughs> Jack Tripper. His father. Le- <laughs> James Snyder. James and James the giant Snyder. peach. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Juan. Go ahead. He he left the the project because of his uh, daughter's passing, but there was also already some bad blood with WB and him. Correct? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I've I've I have mentioned this before on multiple podcasts, not just this one. Uh, that I believe that they were ready to terminate uh, Zack Snyder I, either way. He turned in a four hour cut, and they're like, "You got to get it down to two hours so we can get mo- the most plays out of it." And he was like, "No." So then I I won't. It happened. That uh, he had a terrible tragedy in his family, and they were like, "I feel like they gave him the option, like, hey, we won't, we won't shame you or say we fired you. You can get to leave the project, call a day, but we're gonna get uh, Josh, Josh Whedon to to finish it." So his bad blood with WB was essentially he wanted to stick to his artistic gun and say, "I want this to be a four hour movie." Yeah, fuck you guys. 
it shouldn't be a two hour movie. Well, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it was bad blood. I think it was just the the reviews were for uh, Batman versus Superman yeah. and Man of Steel were just kind mm-hmm. of like the, it wasn't Marvel. It wasn't Marvel uh, standard. You know, that's that's what they were shooting for. Um, so like they they were in the transition of like trying to go in a in a lighter tone and a lighter direction. You know, like when Shazam came out, it was so much lighter and so much fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Zack Snyder's uh, like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman was so grim and dark. And it's just like I, they just wanted to broaden the audience, you know? Yeah. Go, go ahead, Julio. Uh, I think it was a lot of studio interference. They wanted him to add more jokes to it, and it was weird the notes that they were giving him that it seemed like they didn't understand the characters. Uh, he was mentioning in an interview that one of the executives went over to him and said, is there a way we can have Superman lose his cape for like half the movie to power him down? And he's like, what are you what? talking about? Like Superman, he doesn't get his powers from the cape. So there was other among other things like that where they would start asking him, well, why aren't your movies making a, a billion dollars like Marvel? So they wanted him yeah. to kind of follow that formula. And he was saying, no, this I think the, the, the public is ready for a darker tone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to keep in mind this also the Man of Steel came on the heels of and was even had some participation from Christopher Nolan, who had, you know, don't know how you feel about the Dark Knight or the Batman Begins series, but. You know, it's garnered a lot of praise because it, it was a darker, grittier, more realistic version of, of Batman. So, you know, I, I, I can get how how like I personally love Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. But that's, you know, well, you know, um, the- um, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, they they're just better storytelling type movies, you know, like, um, you know, superhero aside, it, it's just a, a better uh, flow to the movie, whereas like Zack Snyder. He makes he makes very comic book accurate type of like stills and slow motion yes. shots and yeah, yeah. it's very it's very visual and it's nice to look at but a lot of his movies don't have that like emotional attachment to the characters where you you watch the movie and you're like rooting for them and and you're like oh man you know like I'm on their side like a lot of things you just like that's pretty cool to watch but I don't really care yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I just rewatched. So to get ready for the Snyder Cut, I got my lotion and my tissue out, and I watched Man, <laughs> you uh, Man dirty of Steel. boy, uh, dirty dirty. I watched Man of Steel, I watched Batman v Superman, and I watched the Joss Whedon cut of of Justice League, and um and I think I, I was either telling Jay or telling Juan, I I can't remember, but I I was going I watched I watched and all the issues I have with those movies are there. And I'll, this, this, uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League changed my mind about his ability to make movies. I think given enough time, he can tell a story. It's just, uh, it just takes you know, time. You know what? I'm going to be the first one to say that I, I was actually wrong about the Snyder Cut. You know, like, I, I honestly thought that he didn't have anything to add. You know, I didn't think that the Snyder Cut was going to make the Justice League uh, movie any much better than it was. But, you know, after watching it, I I was really I was wrong. I I loved it. Uh, I thought that um, Cyborg was uh, like like they said was the heart of the movie, and and he was yeah. cut entirely out of the Joss Whedon cut. You know, um, there was just extended scenes that just made the characters uh, better. You know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, now, now go ahead, Julio. No, I mean he described how the studio wanted him to introduce all those additional characters and the the villains in the movie. And still keep it under two hours. So to him, it was like, well, I mean, they know Superman and Batman from the previous movie. They got a glimpse of Wonder Woman. But how do you want me to make people care about these characters if I just kind of contrive to those two hours? Um, well, I think he said, "Hey Zach, you got to remove like the two hours of slow mo." I think I think we can do it. <laughs> let's let's speed up some of these scenes. <laughs> One of the ideas he actually went to the studio with is splitting that movie up into two uh, versions. Where you yeah, would get part the, one in March and part two in October, so you'd have that. Still keep it under two hours. You still have that turnaround in the movie theaters, um, and I mean it would make the studio more money. But I think at that time they wanted to make that bonus for the executives right before AT and T took over, yeah. and they wanted to show something for it. But that would have made sense because even WB ha- has done it, like Harry Potter and. Uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, who was that? Uh, that was uh, Quentin Tarantino. But no, you no, have but w- what uh, 
company released it? I I don't remember, but you have to you have to keep in mind that uh, again, like Jay said, th- this was on the heels of um, of Captain America: Civil War, which is doing gangbusters, and it's not even well received as like a Marvel movie, but it was like doing gangbusters compared to Batman v Superman, and and they wanted him to change the tone to match the Marvel films. So I mean. In, in in the studio's eyes, a they, they need to make the fourth quarter, which always happens at, at mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, always. Uh, and they're just trying to they're trying to make make money, and they didn't see another film being profitable. Like an, it's just a black hole. But that's also goes to them not knowing their own freaking IP because growing up wasn't DC a lot dark darker than well, Marvel? I mean, Batman became darker in the eighties after Frank Miller's. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns, um, and then oh, yeah. like that that's when um, Batman took on this darker tone, you know. And then just like Batman in general was just this darker character, this darker movie where it's it can be gritty, but that's just the character, you know. But like Superman, it's hard to do a darker, gritty Superman because that's just not his character, you know. Yeah, no, he he was a Boy Scout, and then the way they made him darker or gritty was the different reactions to kryptonite right didn't he like have the <laughs> he had the superman superman three or four which which, which Citizens one is it, Jay, where he's like sitting in the bar uh <laughs> superman three where he, Citizens he, he he meets himself in like a junkyard yeah 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 i mean Su- superman takes some weird some weird uh weird turns mm-hmm. but but not to get too far off base so um so getting into the the information about the the the, the snyder cut so Josh Whedon took over and had to do reshoots. So this movie was already originally budgeted for three hundred million dollars, right? Holy that, moly! Yeah, three hundred million. And then uh, when Josh Whedon took over after Zack Snyder left, uh, he he then had to do seventy million in reshoots. That includes, uh, you know, Henry Cavill's mustache, mustache, <laughs> mustache. <laughs> yeah. um, Apparently, he made so- Ray Fisher also reshoot every single scene that he had done already. Why? It's well, whatever. I mean, I think we know why. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Snyder had already spent the budget, and then on top of that, Whedon came in and spent seventy seventy million. Yeah, or? yeah. So then, I mean, well, the, so the, I mean, the movie did well in the box office. It just didn't do a billion dollars. Like, like, so it grossed uh, dem- uh, world worldwide was six hundred and fifty seven point nine million dollars worldwide. Um, and then the the Rotten Tomato score was was at forty percent, with the audience score at seventy one percent. So there was it was there was something there, but it wasn't as as good as it could have been. Now the difference between those two scores, Juan, because I I feel like you're the little... I know exactly. Oh, do you? Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, for those who don't know, the the Rotten Tomato score is uh from uh, uh actual critics, and the audience score is what the we the people give it. Uh, we the people, not Juan, because he knows he's a he's a critic. You know the the Joss Whedon, uh, the theatrical version is it's fine. It's a fine movie if you never watch the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a fine. It's like it's if you had just seen like um the Super Friends and that was your only um point of reference for like the the Justice League, then the the Joss Whedon cut would be like, oh wow, this is this is amazing. Um, but after watching the Snyder cut, I, I hate, I hate the theatrical cut. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Zack Snyder comes, so now, now we have, we just, we talked about the, the online following, right? And then, um, Warner Brothers seems an opportunity with HBO Max to get subscribers. The only reason I have HBO Max is because of the Snyder cut. When I found out it was going to happen, I wasn't planning on getting it until, until this till now my brother-in-law he he got it and we shared passwords and now that's it but oh, if, if, if he oh. if, that's fine if he dropped the streaming <laughs> police call them that's fine uh-oh <laughs> i'm telling hbo well, here's the deal his I mean, name is sean <laughs> I, I already watched uh, i already watched snyder cut so sure tell him yeah <laughs> and wonder woman and yeah well, i mean hey but um so then, so HBO. Actually, you know what? After watching the Snyder Cut, I want Zack Snyder to direct the next Wonder Woman movie. I, so, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Zack Snyder then has to come back and do another seventy million in reshoots, or uh, just to put his movie together. So I think he shot he shot some new scenes, which were at the end of the end of the movie. But um, you know, on all the press that he's been go- doing, he's like, yeah, man, I had I had, I had all of this stuff already. I just shot the new stuff at the end. So. Uh, with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. So is the seventy million essentially the the actors' fees and 
Probably. No, it was all, C- all the CGI work. So it was supposed to be released in episodic, uh, well, weekly episodes, and it, they needed to renegotiate the fees for each actor. So it was just a lot easier for them to just say, you know what, just keep it as a movie. And that's why it kind of went back and forth from saying, hey, we're going to release it into a weekly ep- episode, and then kind of reneged that. Where the parts back. came in? Uh, yeah. Well, no, he said he already had it in his mind to be in episodes. And that's how he actually pitched it to Warner Brothers to, hey, I know you guys are starting this streaming service. If, if this is already cut up in this way, I can make you guys more money, which is why they said yes. They wanted, yeah, they wanted mean, that I... to compete with The Mandalorian. Hmm. Well, it's too late now. I mean, they're on season two already. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, Sean. Yeah. What, what was your favorite scene in this, in this Snyder cut? Everything with the Flash. I like the Flash everything a lot, yeah. with the Flash. Um, the Flash, you know, in my opinion, um, that that scene where uh, he saves uh, Iris West is a great scene. It's fantastic. Uh, it does come off a little creepy though, but it's it's really it's really good. Yeah, it's uh, you know, my my favorite part in specific that scene is that it's the most ridiculous thing. Like the fact that his shoes exploded. I go, why is this the only time his shoes have ever exploded? But I, it, but it makes absolute sense. But it was just, it was so fun to watch it go. Oh my god, his shoes exploded. They fucking would explode because he's a Flash. I was like, I was did like it, a five year old little boy watching this movie. Did, it was didn't great. they explain it uh, with the ben, uh, ben Affleck in in his scene about the what the suit is made out of? That's an oversimplification. That's a that's a line from the movie. Juan. That's a line from the movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, like brunch. Yeah, <laughs> a snack hole. <laughs> a black hole of snacks go, go ahead Juan go ahead I'm sorry go ahead fuck you I lost track of what I was gonna say what what <laughs> uh, Jay Jay how about you what's your favorite what's your, what are your favorite scenes in the movie honestly Visual I love scenes. the I love the extended Wonder Woman scene with the when she saves those kids in the bank ro- uh, the bank heist oh yeah yeah yeah. it was just like uh, when she throws the, when she throws the bomb up in the air um, and then she's falling to the ground and it explodes and it has her crashing back down. I was like, wow, it's just so much better. And, and all the daughters of Themis- Themyscaria, that whole scene was, yeah. was so much better. It was like the female version of 300 because it shows you how these, yeah. these women, they're normal women. They're just trained warriors and they, t- they held their own against Steppenwolf for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. incredible. I, that was a part of they, the, uh, like, go ahead, they sorry. announced they had no fear. Like, there's, yeah. And yeah, like, we have no fear. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's uh that that whole scene is great. It's just like it, it's old, but it's new, and it's it's one of the things that I really liked about the movie is that all of my favorite scenes, with the exception of the new ones that were added, that were they were still in the Joss Whedon cut. So like one of them again with the Flash is that uh where Superman when he comes back uh, from the dead. And the Flash is like, fine, I'll just go around and, and push him. And Superman's eye. Like, yeah, creep, that, creep. I love that one. Yeah, it creeps along to the side and they go, oh, fuck me. That that yeah. was in the in the Whedon one. Right? It was. It so was. So I had the mistake that I, well, it's not the mistake. I, I didn't plan it out properly mm-hmm. where I didn't do what you did and watch all the movies leading up to it and including the Josh Whedon cut. So I kept on calling Sean going it's was this true. in the original one because i can't remember but the one scene i remember is the whole flash one and the eyeball like tracking him because i even went oh shit and i remember being in the movie theater and going oh shit uh but there was a lot of things that i uh i got a lot of deja vu and a lot of things that i misremembered because i had to call sean and go i the cyborg scene that's from the original movie where he's in the football game. He's like, no, that's brand new. And I'm like, I remember seeing him play football or in a football uniform. He's like, yeah, but that was just like a small blip in the, in the movie. Yeah. It was like a, a super quick flashback. It was crazy. Can, can we, can we just take a minute to talk about like just cyborg in general? How like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, Ray Fisher went from like basically being a whiny robot kid to like being the badass. heart. I mean, he was always badass, but he went like he was he was the heart of the team. Like, yeah, he, he was the the reason why they all came together. He was he, he was the glue that held it all together. And it's it's so crazy to think that they had cut all that out, that Joss Whedon was just like, nah, fuck this. You know I what I think like it his... was? I think 
he didn't agree with the vision that Joss had or Jeff Johns giving him notes. Uh, again, he had to re- record every single scene that he had shot with Zack Snyder. And they were just worried about just weird things where um, they were talking about like uh, that Watchmen scene with uh, Dr. Manhattan and showing his genitalia. And they were just going mm-hmm. off about Cyborg and his anatomy. He's like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you've never seen it in the comics. Why are you guys mm-hmm. so worried about it? Um, so, and then they were forcing lines on him that Booyah at the end of Justice League. He says, yeah. well, you don't see any of these other characters go with, through their catchphrases. Why are you forcing it on the only one that's of a different race? So I don't think he was too <laughs> happy filming a lot of those things. And he also had an issue with that scene uh, when they're in the water tunnel and Wonder Woman ends up face down, well, face up on the ground. Uh-huh. And Flash yeah, yeah. has to trip and end up on like her chest. He mm-hmm. was one of the people that spoke up about that because he said, "You know, this is Wonder Woman. This is the only empowering female character we have, and you're kind of diminishing her power by putting this weird gag." I I really, I really like, like uh, going, going back, back to Jay's scene and and your thing about empowering women. I really like the the whole uh, the little girl telling Wonder Woman, "Can can I be just like you when when I grow up?" And she's like. You can be whatever you want uh, want to be, and I'm like that. Uh, uh, that choked me up having two daughters, man. Or that scene where she's about to face up Steppenwolf, and he's like, "Leave her. She belongs to me." And she turns around, and she's like, "I belong to no one." Oh yeah, that one. You know, it, that it, one was badass. It's it's funny. It, it that, that was a good line, but when I when I heard it the first time, I go, "I don't think she understands what he's talking about," because like he he's like they're fighting. Of course, it, yeah, it means that she's gonna fight this guy. But I think she meant like he was gonna own her like forever. Mm. I was like, no, Wonder Woman, that's not what that means. Yeah, and, uh, but I mean the I mean the Snyder cut. I I feel like um, all the female characters uh, they were just represented be- better. You know, like. Yeah. That that scene with like uh, I mean we'll get Take back to cyborg even. but but with uh, Martha Kent and um, Lois and Lois, Lois Lane yeah. um, I honestly wish that they just kept that scene and not introduced uh, Martian Manhunter after that because it was yeah. it was this nice like touching scene with yeah uh, it was and then it just got ruined by like Martian Manhunter uh, showing up. Yeah, it, it was weird because he before that there was no like there's no random red glowing green eyes, no Oreos anywhere, and like left behind in a scene. And uh, Juan, Martian Manhunter loves, loves Oreos. Oreos yeah, I'm just making sure. I mean, yeah. usually you don't know these things. <laughs> Fuck so, off, dude. Fuck you with a baseball bat, man. Uh, you know, so it, it was it was a little jarring because I go, oh, this is a very nice conversation. And I'm like, oh, fuck, why does Martian Manhunter know this much about Lois Lane? Jesus Christ, it was kind of creepy. Kind of. Yeah, creepy. yeah. Uh, but back to Sal- uh, Cyborg, I mean, uh, they elaborated on his backstory with yeah. the, his mom. And, yeah. like, you just feel, like, this tension between him and his dad. And, um, like, when he when he uh, destroys that tape recorder after uh, his dad was going to reveal uh, some fatherly advice, I was like, oh, my God, wow. Yeah, and you really, you really, I mean, I really... At least I did. I felt for. I felt bad for him. I go. He's. You know. He basically lost everything. He doesn't feel like his dad loved him even before that. And so now, you know, he feels like his dad made him into this thing. And he's just. And his dad is honestly. His dad is honestly trying to make an effort to be a better person towards him. And he's just like, "Fuck you." I really. Yeah. This. Like, <laughs> I really. This was this a better. Mom. This was a better father son dynamic than uh, Jonathan Kent and Clark Kent. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. It was. Yes. It was. <laughs> It's, I like um, the the scene. They, I don't know why Joss Whedon would take it out, but it's the one with the waitress, and he's kind of just oh, yeah. seeing her as she goes on, uh, donating the oh. the spare change, and he helps her out and just makes that glitch in the the bank that gives her a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It shows how he can impact just one person, or he can impact later on in the movie, like helping save the world. Yeah, it, and the voiceover itself is like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Yeah, you basically have all the power in the world, bro. You do whatever you want with it. The real mm-hmm. power is not doing it." This is why I, I didn't like. I didn't like that part because it was illegal, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wasn't for me. But Juan, I feel like you're, you're gonna you're gonna say something, Juan. Uh, it was about his mother. I really liked that scene in the principal's office of my my son did this to help out that girl because her parents just lost their home what the fuck have you guys done yeah and, yeah yeah and that really started leading to his 
his good nature even before he became cyborg. How do you um? Yeah, that's true. I, I think they, they, this movie did a lot for. I look. I didn't realize Ray Fisher. I I felt like a aside from his CGI looking super weird in the Joss Whedon cut. I mean, it still looked weird, but I felt like I was able to ignore it a lot more because mm-hmm. I, I had more to pay attention to than just like his two or three brooding scenes. His his best line that I liked, and I think it's in the original one because for some odd reason I get I got deja vu and I go shit. I like that line. When it's when they're like, uh, I think Wonder Woman is like, uh, okay, let's get dressed, and he just unzips. He's like, I'm always dressed. <laughs> I think it was. I don't remember. That's very. That's very weird. I feel just like that's something you, you just. Yeah, I feel like that's something you want to you you want to be able to say all down the time. to the nuts and bolts. <laughs> Literally, uh, you know. You know what's. Um, you know what I liked though. Um, when his dad, uh, Miles Dyson. I I don't. Uh, yeah. Oh don't shit. His name. Silas Stone. Silas Stone. Uh, yeah, Silas Stone. He sacrificed himself uh, to mm-hmm. um, to to mark the mother box. You know, like he died, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, is that, is it just pointless that he just wasted his life for nothing? But yes, then it yes. was just for it was for a purpose. It was for a yeah. purpose. Yeah, that calls back yeah. to Man of Steel when you have Jonathan. Yeah, Kent I was do just, the same thing for. I was just thinking that for Superman. I was just thinking that. Yeah, when I, when I saw that scene, and I thought I was thinking just like us oh, is fucking pointless. And then uh, when he realized, I'm like, holy shit, this is Jonathan Kidd at the pickup again. It's like, I mean, except. Yeah. Except, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, that I scene, Sean, that what killed me was the moment before that when he's when uh, Cyborg is coming in with the Justice League. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the dad looks at him and he finally sees like he's proud of him for leading this mm-hmm. team of of heroes. And he he, he kind of like gets it and says, OK, he's picking the right path. And yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because even when he walks in, he's like, "This is a false alarm," and he sees who it is. And he's like, "Oh, I see what's up. Never mind, everyone. Get play. Everyone, get the fuck out. Stay, stay out. It's, yeah. it's yes. for real." <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about him for a second? What what is with the dad and just bringing artificial life to existence? Wasn't he in Terminator as well, trying to bring cyborgs into the world? That's true. Jayco J- 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 just said Miles Dyson. I forgot yeah. he played him. Man. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I I only remember him from. Uh, well, he was he was in Smallville. He was he was in Smallville. He played a a doctor there too. Mm-hmm. But I do remember holding that fucking bomb in uh in Terminator. Oh 2. yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, that's that's he's the that's only, his face stands out because yeah. I'm just like, oh fuck, poor guy's gonna. Yeah, die. Yeah. I I kept on seeing the movie and I go, he looks familiar until fucking Co goes uh, Miles Dyson. I'm like, holy fuck, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I usually am. <laughs> that's also that's also true. Uh, so, how do you guys feel about uh, uh, the Flash? I I've always liked the Flash. I you know I I think the Flash and for a couple of the lines that the cyborg has the comedic thing, those are the the bright side of the dark DC universe that Snyder created because Flash is a very comical character in this movie, and even Aquaman has a couple funny lines as well but i think the flash i can count on for a couple lines now the question that i have is i don't remember the flash being that comical in the in the comics he's quippy but i mean you know yeah but this was there was literally no no levity like there no one no one's making jokes it is just ezra miller just saying random shit and people just kind of tolerating him the whole time uh you know i i like uh i like that it was toned down in the snyder cut you know like in the in the theatrical cut, he was he was borderline obnoxious, mm-hmm. um, but in the Snyder cut, they toned him down, and they gave him purpose. Yes. They gave him purpose. Um, his his powers were intri- integral to them winning. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know. You, you want to know what else they toned down, Jay? His goofy ass fucking run. I don't know why in the Joss, <laughs> the Joss Whedon cut he was just flopping around like a fucking rag doll. But in this one, they they cut that. I was like, oh fucking great! It was uh, <laughs> it looked so much better. I think he redeemed he himself. Looked like, he looked like a nineteen. <laughs> He looked like a 1950s cartoon, you know, running um, <laughs> in the theatrical cut. <laughs> how much of it do you think is the writing that made him that type of character? Or how much do you think it's Ezra Miller's char- personality coming through? I, I'm sure it's a little bit of both. But I mean, like, I'm sure they told him, yeah, man, just kind of do this because you're supposed to be like the 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 young, bright, like, you know, the, the, the shining spot of the group. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's. And the Snyder cut, it's, he tones it down. I mean, he he cuts his scenes a little bit long. He you don't hear as many of his lines. He doesn't get a chance to kind of go off on a on a tangent as often. Yeah, I, like I think the they they could... were able to redeem his character a little bit because he wasn't running dopey. He wasn't acting dopey. 
he actually got some good lines and like you said he was very integral to the to the ending and mm-hmm. fixing as the meme usually says or the jokes usually says how very Alan usually messes up the timeline this time he actually fixed it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh I, yeah that was again it's uh, the flash is probably my favorite part of the favorite component of the movie because again like jay said it gave him purpose they upgraded his powers he he was like the real flash he was it was uh it was great it, it made it made the the um the nightmare scene that was alluded to be time travel in batman v superman make sense it it just it closed a lot of circles that he had kind of left open mm-hmm. um you know, so what about Aquaman? You guys, you guys feel Aquaman did? I feel like Jason Momoa didn't do anything different. He, Jason Momoa was Jason Momoa. Yeah, he was the eye candy he, of the movie. I, I'm pretty sure he, he uh, was showing up drunk on set with a, his own Guinness. My man. <laughs> I I do appreciate I that it. they um included William Willem Dafoe. Yes. In, in <laughs> yeah, I I think, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think one of the challenges of this movie, and Julio said it earlier, is that he he's trying to get you know. Uh, background and uh, and um and int- information about characters we have no context for we got wonder woman we got superman we got batman but like flash aquaman we got so we got to get all this other stuff going on now granted uh, aquaman we uh, an aquaman movie has come out since uh since this movie's been out but i mean before then in 2017 it wouldn't have happened yet so i'm like of course it's four hours it makes it makes sense to me you know i liked his uh his line between him and batman he's like you are insane as he's surfing the fucking uh, on on top of the Batmobile, I I thought that was cool. Oh well, I mean you know the one line but I he's... thought was weird is when they go to the Bat Hangar and he stops right next to Cyborg who's looking at the bat, uh, flying fox. And he's like, you can talk mm-hmm. to the to the machine. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, he he wants to fly, but it's just a software issue. He kind of just glances at him all weird, and at that moment, it's blurted out. Says the man that talks to fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he goes. Uh, his, he goes. I, I, it's fresh in my mind because I literally watched Justice is Gray this afternoon, which is uh, his line is. He's like, oh, he's, he can talk to machines. I like, go, no, I talk to intelligence. Yeah, yes, and then, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if he was saying you dumb fish talker, get out. I, of my face. I thought that that was an insult towards him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel actually, you know, the 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 banter between uh, all the Justice. Justice League member was better mm-hmm. in uh, the Snyder Cut too. Hey, the the one line that I liked, and I don't know if it was in the Whedon Cut, uh, where uh, because I got deja vu, where uh, <laughs> Flash goes to to Bruce Wayne, he's like, "What's your superpower? I'm yeah. rich." Yeah, no, it, that 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 was in the original cut. That's yeah, what. Yeah, I like that line. That's right after the uh, a black hole of snacks, a but, snack hole, if you will. <laughs> but this time it makes sense because you see all the stuff that Bruce owns. Like he's traveling around in a helicopter, his own private. It's not even a jet; it's a full yeah. line, full fledged plane there. So it yeah. hits a lot harder when he's like, "I'm rich." And then he, dr- you yeah. know, I'm I'm glad they took out all the goofy lines from Batman. Uh, you know, because in this in the theatrical cut, it just made Batman look stupid and weak. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Can can we talk how good Ben Affleck is as Batman? Like, I really enjoyed him as Batman and yeah. Bruce Wayne. I was actually like, gonna bring up Batman. Honestly, he's he's great as Bruce Wayne. Uh, Batman, he's okay, but Bruce Wayne, he's he's probably the best Bruce Wayne. This uh, uh, on screen, I I liked him as both. I like a lot of people gave Batflick a lot of issues but i personally like them and he's a lot more bulkier than the other batmans that we've had on screen it's true it's frank miller frank miller that's what i thought i thought it was the frank miller batman i thought he was pretty uh, bitching to be honest i um you know uh, so to to stay on on batman just uh in this movie in this version of the the justice league he was a lot he's a lot different and in the last in the weed and cut he was a lot more methodical and, and and a lot more like uh uh practical and, and not I won't say practical in his approach but he was obviously after a goal to bring bring these guys together at at no cost whatsoever but this batman i mean even, even at his own admission is like he's operating on faith he's yeah, just he's yeah. just he's hoping it all works out he has no idea what's gonna that happen. line wasn't part of the first, uh the theater no I, I really did like that one no it's he's like uh, alfred i'm i'm operating on faith for once yeah and and you and you see it he doesn't know for sure that like after superman is back he's gonna come to the back cave he's just going he's gonna show up i think i i, I believe it he's off to you know to he's he's 
operating on faith, which is freaking nuts for Batman because the Batman we know, he he knows he's going to show up at two thirty. You know, he's going to be wearing his his uh, red and black and uh, red and blue, and he's going to come and save us. Like he knows, but this Batman didn't know. Yeah, so it's just a different plans uh, and backup plans and backup to those plans. So it, it's nice yeah, seeing so this side of Batman. Yeah, he was just hoping it all worked out. Lucky him. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> as, him. As the only non-powered being in that group. I mean, he also had some yeah. awesome scenes of action at the end when he's fighting the yeah. parademons. Even the parademons in this movie, they were they were holding their own against the justice. They're giving them a run for their money. So it's not like they were just fighting putty patrol out there. They, these guys were actually fighting Boom. back, and uh, they were a challenge. <laughs> yeah, to a, speaking of, uh, so the, now that we're we're on the bad guys, uh, the parademons and Steppenwolf. I, you know, the best part about this movie is that Steppen, Steppenwolf had a actual purpose and i understood what that was from the very beginning of the movie it, it's one of the oh yeah it's one of the things that as as i watched uh the original cut i go okay but like these so the mother boxes just woke up where where here is very clearly spelled out that like the death of superman triggered triggered these events so it's like if, if that had not happened then this would it wouldn't have led up to this because uh the forces like dark side would have felt they wouldn't have been able to over overtake him so it's a uh, it's a very. It was very good to see Steppenwolf with a purpose, with a badass armor upgrade. In my own personal opinion, <laughs> and he looks more yeah. like a pug. And yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. Instead of looking like Ivan Ooze from the Power Ranger <laughs> <Yeah>. movie, <laughs> people said that he would look like uh, Liam Neeson in the Justice League, and now he looks like a like a turtle in armor. Yeah. Hey, since you mentioned Superman, explain this to me and make sure I I, I understood it. When he flies up out of the earth's atmosphere and stands in front of the sun is that kind of to recharge as well when uh once he dons the black oh suit yeah black suit yeah. yeah or yeah. yeah 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 the black suit was... he, he gets his power from the yellow the yellow sun right he does so he does. when he flies up into the atmosphere and just kind of stands very godlike in front yeah. of the the sun that's him recharging partially i mean you know just for a moment maybe he just likes the sun man he likes the sun baby yeah just, he wants to get a kick-ass tan dude yeah if you could fly to the just out to the upper atmosphere and get some sun would, wouldn't you no, no. Or, well, i mean it's not like it's not from us yeah. oh yeah then i would <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's not like i'd fly up there naked <laughs> it's true but i'm always naked <laughs> <laughs> cyborg cyborg yeah um yeah steppenwolf had he had a lot to do and i i appreciated that you know um we understand why he was doing it and you know what the shitty part was i actually felt bad for steppenwolf because he was like he's like but but dark side I, <laughs> I, I, I i i found the world and the answer please life. love me again and he's like no motherfucker you still owe me Fifty thousand worlds. I was like, God damn it, bro! <laughs> I still felt and his eyes, his Steppenwolf's eyes, like you can see his heart breaking. Like I'm never gonna get back in. I felt bad oh. for Steppenwolf when Superman comes back and he's like, I'm not impressed as his shit is that was a badass line though. Yeah, no, it it, it was bad. It, it made Superman seem like more badass than he is. And when he starts freezing his axe, and you see Steppenwolf's like. Oh shit! I'm fucked in this one. Yeah, but he still wasn't showing any fear, as in Joss Whedon's cut, where he just started getting scared, and that was his end. No, but well, you can see- Superman comes back and says, "I'm a fan of justice." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, damn it. What was? It? Uh, yeah, justice and a big. God damn it, man. God damn you, Joss Whedon. You ruined everything. <laughs> you, you, and so, I mean, we we not not to get too far off Steppenwolf and, unless you guys have something else to say but uh, my the thing I like the most is that there was actual teamwork in the fight against Steppenwolf now yes. that e- even if even if Superman had not shown up when he did uh yeah Cyborg probably would have gotten injured but they would have still won mm-hmm. like between Aquaman and Cyborg and Wonder Woman and the Flash like they would have they would have won it would have not have been as easy but they would have still won but so the foreshadowing started at the very beginning where uh, Wonder Woman is like, this is not together. Because <laughs> remember in the in the beginning, she's like, we need to fight together as a team. And then you have the Flash kind of like start off like oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the smirk. And then more attacks happen. And she's like, this is not fighting together as a team. Ducks fly together. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, well, it, it's even evident in the scene when Superman returns and uh, they're all fighting and uh, the Flash tries to charge him and Superman being like uh seeing him just dodges him and he hits aquaman you know as he's so you know they're they're not working together not like you know but it, it it's the it's the yeah it's it's that scene from captain america civil war which is like the 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 fight with bucky and bucky cap and iron man 
where you know you got uh the repulsor off the shield and they're like just duking it out back and forth it's it's a it's a great i remember that when that scene and trailer came out that's the only reason i wanted to watch it just to get to that fight scene and that's what i felt like this fight was uh for the justice league so then to get back to steppenwolf he uh so then right the justice league they take him down and uh, again one, one of my favorite scenes aside from the the actual uh the rally scene that you get when they get into uh, uh steppenwolf's like lair that which is an entire deserted country you know they get their uh their their team moment their team shot is when Darkseid is looking on the other side of the boom tube after they've like literally, literally thrown Steppenwolf's body back into Apocalypse and decapitated him before, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of <laughs> like they're like daring. It's it's like a street gang looking at another street gang going, "I dare, I dare you to step on my turf, right? I I fucking dare you." And Darkseid, yeah, it's like, kind of weird that that yeah. whole like it's like, well, you gonna you gonna do something? Well, I'm yeah. not gonna do something. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like those two kids who want to fight, but. Like not nah, nah, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, you come I need, over I need here. to go eat breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, ooh, what? if I if I had uh, JoJo here, you'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. If I had Steppenwolf, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are the old ways? The old ways. So, uh, well, in the beginning of the movie, where they he literally brings the legion of the all the other con- uh, countries, the worlds he's destroyed to take over the the earth. Mm. It's just in this in this attempt to take over Earth, he he got an axe to the shoulder from Ares, which was not Remus Lupin from the Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so that that was the difference. It's just that now he the only reason he came back is because uh, uh, Steppenwolf had found the anti life equation. Okay, but yeah. So um, was there anything else? Any other uh, any other like scenes or anything you guys want to talk about in Justice League? How- well, we should we should talk about that um, that end the epilogue scenes. Yeah, yeah. The extra, the extra. So, well, the the um that Lex Luthor scene on on the yacht is is changed, um with Deathstroke, where um you know instead of uh, Jesse Eisenberg saying uh, we should have our own league, um he gives uh, <laughs> Deathstroke uh, Batman's identity. <laughs> yeah, 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 he does. And you know, I that and I remember that scene being in the, I think Batman v Superman as as one of the deleted scenes or the extra scenes that came on like the the Blu-ray. But like it just it just felt it felt like it fit more in this in in this uh, cut of the Justice League than it did uh, when I saw it originally. It was a nice it was a nice to have before, but this is like oh this this makes sense. Okay, I can get down with this. Yeah, he wants to make a league of their own with with Gina Davis. Yeah, this was supposed <laughs> to set up that Ben Affleck's movie where Joe Manganiello was going to be the main villain, and he was going to start by apparently killing Alfred, and that was that was going to set up uh, Batman. He's doing some interviews now where they're, he was talking where they were going to introduce Batgirl in that Ben Affleck solo movie. And it would have taken Batgirl and Batman to take down Deathstroke. Do you, do you think that with the popularity of uh, the, the new Justice League, they'll give Ben Affleck a, a chance again? I don't, no. think, I, I don't think Ben Affleck wants to do it, if I'm being honest. The only way he does it is if they give him full creative control like they did with uh, Zack Snyder, he, he can do and call the. That's shot why they cut ties. Uh, that's why they cut ties originally, right? That and he had his alcohol problem. Yeah, he had oh, some minutes. Jesus, man. man. <laughs> no, mean, no, he's always had his alcohol problem. No, no, I know that there was creative differences. He wanted more, more creative control of, of the movie, but then he also started having his al- alcohol problem. I think. Yeah, he submitted a script to them, and Jeff Johns was the one that said, "No, I don't like this. I have something better," which he didn't agree with. And, but mm-hmm. he also saw how they treated Zack Snyder and all the comments they were making to the media. So he just decided to say, all right, I'll step down. And then they started saying, oh, well, he's an alcoholic, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, hey, it's uh, I, I don't think it would have again. I, and I, I think I had mentioned this in, in, in my notes, which is that I think we wouldn't have gotten this movie in 2017 only because they weren't going to let him release a four hour cut of Justice League. No, no matter what. So um, I think that. I, I think this is the best opportunity we have to to see it. Which for me, I I want a four hour cut of Man of Steel and a four hour cut of <laughs> uh, Batman v Superman. Oh my god! And yeah, because I feel like because I I was I, I talked about it a little bit in the beginning, and not to get too far off to track, but just that I feel like it's not that he's bad at telling stories; is that he just he takes his time to tell the story in the way that he that he wants, and if he's given that time, then some of his stories make sense. So like. Like Justice League is a, is a prime example where, I mean, regardless of the 45 minutes of slow-mo, three and a half hours of it is is good story- storytelling. I 
brings a, a team together, which, you know, with the heart and, and everything. I think that's what I the fans it. saw, though. Like, even in Batman vs. Superman, did, were you guys able to watch the Ultimate Cut where they added those I, extra 30 I, minutes? I have watched the Ultimate Cut. It yes, made so much more sense watching that. It did. Know, it made it, it did. a much better movie. Yeah, and I... Uh-huh. And, and I, I <laughs> well, I feel like there's still like I because there's definitely more Clark and more Bruce Bruce scenes in there, and I feel like if there if there was like maybe ten fifteen more minutes of Lex Luthor scenes, it would given it would have given a lot more context to just exactly what he was planning, you know. But you know, again, that's that's for another episode of uh, I'm not crying, you're crying. But <laughs> uh, you know, but again, so to get to the the the, the epilogue of of the Snyder Cut, so then we have uh, a revamped. Um, uh, Jared Leto Joker, which I, I I personally feel like we didn't give the old Jared Leto Joker an opportunity, sucks, you know. Well, for, to be fair, he was more of a cameo than an actual character in the movie for the Suicide Squad. I mean, you could have cut you could have cut him out of Suicide Squad. He was he has zero impact on that plot whatsoever. Uh, David Ayer actually did mention that he wanted Joker to be the villain in that movie, but the studio had told him to change it to Enchantress. Um, but I don't know. Did you guys feel like he redeemed himself completely in this, or would you want to still want to see more of him? I so I I'm I'm devil's advocate here. I want to see exactly what they would have done with him, with the tattooed and damaged and the, the whole nine. Only because and why you shake your head. But here here's the deal. He's show like, me one uh, comic where the, the it, Joker. It, it, no, no, no. Look, I, stop, stop living, stop living in the box, Juan. Stop living in the box. <laughs> think, think for a moment outside the box. Think about one of the most popular like uh, uh, music artists around right now, Post Malone. Imagine if, like, in Post Malone, face tattoos the whole nine, and but he's like a super nice guy, right? So just like in the joke, Joker, the Killing Joke, you're all one really bad day away from being him. So I. I want to. I'm trying to understand exactly how Jared Leto's Joker became that that guy. That that's all. Now, to answer your question, do I think that they re- redeemed himself? No, but I definitely thought it was it was a more comfortable take with the Joker. That you know that was more easy easy for us to consume to go. Okay, this is kind of like Heath Ledger. Look at his makeup. Look at this. Look at his attitude. And you know, sure he has some mannerisms of like the old Joker, but it's it was it was comfortable. It was comfortable. Do you think he did his method acting? Uh... For that one scene, I'm sure he did. Because he well, he's, a, out, he he's an actor. Shit. No, no, no. He creeped the shit out of uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, and fuck you, just because he's an actor, he doesn't have to go full method. But like in his movies, he's known for going full method. In uh, in uh, Suicide Squad, he freaked the shit out of cast members, especially uh, Margot Robbie. He would send and send her like gifts of dead rats and like very insane Joker-esque gifts because he thought that's what his character would do. And I think he even had some behind-the-scenes beef with Will Smith because he kept his character going even when the cameras weren't rolling. And even when he was in Dallas Buyer Club, he he, he did some fucked-up shit. But well, yeah, I mean, there's a... I mean, he's no, a good actor. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, there. There was a report on the uh, from the movie he just did. I think it's called All the Small Things or the the Little Things or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, but even even on that set, they're like, yeah, man, he's he's weird when he gets into his stuff. And then Denzel Washington goes, he didn't play that shit with me. No, no but I get I get like how how you guys uh, say he's a good actor and everything, but. He doesn't have to go full method. The, the whole point of acting is knowing when to turn it on and turn it off. There's that famous story from uh, the, the set of Hook where Dustin Hoffman is known to be a, a method actor and would still be in character behind the scenes when the camera isn't rolling. And Robin Williams finally said, it's called fucking acting. Just do it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah. It, it's one of those urban legend stories. It's kind of like you need to be able to turn it off because look at Heath Ledger who essentially started his demise with the Joker because that's when he started doing his mm-hmm. his his pills. If he didn't go full method on that shit, who knows? He may have he may still be alive and he may still be playing the Joker instead of Jared Leto. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you're yeah. if you have a problem with addiction, I think that acting yeah, isn't think, the problem. Uh, saying saying that the Joker made you do it is just, you know. But hey, I'm not I'm not here to to rag on anybody. So anyway, um so did you got you guys like the the addition even even though he even though he claimed that he was going to fucking kill the Joker? You know what? I I liked I liked the scene. I I I don't think the Joker made it for me. I think it would have been fine if he wasn't in it, you know? 
That's true. That's true. You, you, I think the be- the best part of that scene for me was that uh, the Joker offered him a card, and Batman could have been like, "No, you dipshit! I'm not, I'll, I'll kill you whenever I feel like." But he took the fucking card, which means that he plays the game. Doesn't it? Doesn't matter what happens. Batman still plays the game with him. You know that 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 scene that that, that scene is just so it's it's fucked up for the viewers. You know, like. Because it's just a scene that's like, ah, this this is what could have been. Now I'm not going to make anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that's that, <laughs> that's the purpose of it. He filmed it so that he, you'd have all these people uh, hashtagging restore the Snyder Cut and bring it back and saying, yeah, this is a whole movie of what he could have seen. I think that this shit, and I've said it, it's going to continue. It, it, I think people are going to be up in arms and be like, continue to expand the Snyder universe continue to make sequel I'm, I'm up in arms right now if it happens me too happens. look at Jay Jay's up in arms now I, the good sign would be if they released the, the David Ayer cut because they really also did mess with that version where they took it away from him and they gave it to that uh, company that would made the commercial for it the trailer oh, for yeah, it yeah, yeah. and they were the ones that actually recut everything to the standards of what the studio wanted yeah, that, I I think I mean Warner Brothers is in an interesting position because obviously they're trying to get people over to their stream their streaming service. Mm-hmm. I think I mean I think right now the the social media holds holds a lot of sway uh, with with like with the, those uh, those huge companies. So I mean that we may live in a world where they will just put all they'll let Zack Snyder cut together all these all these films. They'll let David Ayer put out his his version of the film if they think it's going to make them any any money as far or I. Sorry, any revenue from the streaming the streaming uh, uh, services? I, you know what, I I don't want to see uh, more of the Snyderverse. I wish they would just take lesser known DC characters and then just build like great movies off of them, like uh, like what Marvel does with like I like what they do with the Iron Man and and Thor, like people characters that people you wouldn't think would care about them, but now they're so beloved. That's true. The Guardians That's of the true. Galaxy. They were so obscure, yeah. no one knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Gar- Guardians is uh, is a perfect example. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But Guardians is a perfect example of Marvel printing their own money. Because I, I, I me as a, a, a self-proclaimed nerd, I was like, Guardians, who? And I was at, so, I mean, they, hey, you know, it works. It fucking works. So Yeah, but DC keeps on missing the buck ever since, uh, it, what was it, Dark Knight? I think Dark Knight, they really had an opportunity to bring back the franchise and then they kept on missing well, I, I mean I, I think uh, uh Christopher Nolan had a very specific vision for that film and how it was going to end and I think like with, with any studio they just try to they're trying to make money like and again I this is famously uh Warner Brothers has been known to do this where it's fourth quarter I need to make money so just rush it and get it out so mm-hmm. I so I can I can get my year my yearly bonus and call it a day I think uh something like the Snyder cut exists because that doesn't matter. It's like if I can build revenue over time, then it, that's really all that matters. If that's going to net me, you know, whatever to, to get me over Netflix. So, so you mentioned, so you mentioned the the fact that that they have a unique opportunity with the streaming services. Would any of you guys pay money to see this movie on the yeah. big screen? Absolutely. Yeah, three I, times, yeah. and I, mean, I still would. I still want to watch it yeah. on IMAX. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, so. I, I would watch I a still, yeah. two so, two hour and forty five minute cut of the the Snyder cut. I, you did. It's called the, the weeding <laughs> cut. Um, so let, 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 let me ask this question. How does the studio um, rate the profitability of this movie when there's no income being generated? Every well, there is. I mean, I, there are, yeah, from uh, from from streams, from the, the streaming service. So, I, they, I mean, you have to I'm sure it exists. I didn't look it up for this. I probably should have would have been a smart thing for me to do. <laughs> But, but no, no the, the, are they? They're not making money every time somebody hits play, right? Every time somebody subscribes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time somebody subscribes, but once I have the subscription, I can watch the Snyder cut as many times. Yeah. But whereas if it was released in the movie theater, I would probably go not four times like you, but probably once or twice to go see it. No, they're about. Who's they're going to release it on Blu-ray in May, apparently. So there, there's another yeah. cash grab right. Yeah. yeah, which I, I will also buy yes. because I mean black and white and the color. I mean, yes. yeah, I, I, I just that that's how they're gonna make their money. Juan, they a they're gonna get subscribers. B that's like that's long term money. Then they're gonna get this quick burst of money, and then they're gonna just keep making shit, man. They're just trying to keep the company afloat and whatever that takes. You know what I think takes. the so, problem is with DC is that they need a Feige. 
They need somebody that's a fan that understands the characters and has a game plan on how to merge them all. But they had that with Snyder, but they just were rushing him and saying, hey, yeah. do what Marvel did in 20 years, but I want you to do it in like two and a half movies. And it's not yeah, going to work yeah, that yeah. way, and especially when they're butting in and telling, giving him notes and not understanding the characters. I, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So to, to close it out, guys, so we can all we can go to bed tonight. Uh, what, what do you guys have final thoughts on, on the on the film? I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I they think it it was better than I expected to be. You know, like I didn't I didn't think it was going to add any any more to the theatrical cut, but I was wrong. You know, um, all the characters really fleshed out. Every every superhero had their moment, um, and it, I really liked it. Yeah, I I, I two, agree. Two thumbs up. How many? So I uh, so you have to rate it. You have to rate it. One one zero to ten slow mos. What's what's your rating? Um, I would probably give it a a nine nine slow mos out of ten. Slow out of ten. Hey, look at that. I I would agree. I would give it ten out of ten. I I I loved it. I thought. I mean, I believed in it the, all the way because I again have always thought that Zack Snyder was just a poor story, a poor storyteller. But this just told this movie taught me that he just needs time to tell his story. So I want the four hour Man of Steel. I yeah. want the four hour Justice League or Batman v Superman because I like yeah this was brooding. There wasn't really any levity, but they were a team and they had heart and. Uh, the least human of them was that heart, so to speak. You know, what I mean? it, it was <laughs> the irony. Yeah, the the irony of it. it. It was great to watch. Like you said, every everyone had their moment. The Flash, he, he got an upgrade. He had purpose, other than just being you know annoying and running like a crazy person. Again, I give it ten out of ten slow mos. I agree with yours. I, I say ten out of ten, even though I, I haven't seen the this epilogue. Uh, uh, but I I fucking <laughs> love. I loved everything. I'm probably b- before I go to bed, I'm going to finish that the last stretch, and then one of the days that uh, the kids go to bed early, I'll probably marathon all four hours. I kept on cutting it up, but I also want to see. Yes, the sequels would be nice, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Money talks, man. Money talks. I think if they come to the table with enough money for everybody, they'll be like, "I'm Batman." Except for Ray Fisher, I. I- I don't think I, I, I don't think he'll come back. <laughs> you but, you don't uh, think he'll come back even if Snyder is attached to the properties? Oh, probably. Okay. But uh, but Julio, how about you, man? You have any final thoughts? Uh, I give it ten out of ten. I agree with you too. I uh, do want to see this uh, universe expand. Have all these guys just build off, as Jayco said, all these characters that we hardly ever see. This is a good opportunity to do that to tell these side stories where it doesn't have to exist in the big screen, but you're generating money in both places yeah. um yeah i've seen it as i mentioned three times and i'm gonna watch it probably another twice yeah. uh, yeah, twice sure. more but it, it was great uh, it didn't seem like four hours to me um but i've thoroughly enjoyed it you you, you know what movie i want Zack snyder to do it'd be really good if it was really gritty the question <laughs> it, it it would be it, there's a it, it would be great he's a detective it's, it, it would be it would be fantastic but uh Anyway, Juan, you have to, you had something. Yeah, I have to agree with Julio. It did not feel like four hours because I thought I was doing it wrong. Because <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. Turn it on, press play. No, oh. I, I hit play. And why is why is he on the toilet? <laughs> so I, I hit play, but then I, I'm like, this doesn't feel like four hours. So today, when before the show, when Sean was making fun of me that I haven't been able to finish it, I'm like, I'm going to try to finish it today. And I would have if I didn't get distracted by Cantley himself. Um, yes. Ten days, uh, bro. Ten days. Fuck you. Uh, but anyways, uh, I kept on going, no, this this hasn't been four hours yet. I, I, I think maybe it stops and then I have to hit to the next episode. But then I, I kept on seeing part part three, part four, and I'm like, no, I think this is it. And then I kept on looking at the timer and I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to be four hours. Sorry, that, that was my fault. I didn't mean to freak you out. Well, gentlemen, it has been great. Thank you guys for coming on and uh, being nerds with me. Thank you guys. Um, I very much appreciate the invite. It was nice uh, listening to you guys uh, since the start. And it's just as awesome being here with you. And trolling us from the start, <laughs> you motherfucker. I mean, that's true. So, I mean, uh, that's also a true. easy target. <laughs> yeah, Juan, you're an easy target, bro. What what can I say? At the tips uh, of my fingertips. At the tip of my fingertips. Teletransportation. Well, with, with that with that being said, everybody, 
Have a good night. Remember, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at INCYC Show. And at the very end of the show notes for this episode, there'll, uh, there'll be um, a link to send a, a voicemail. So do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you give it 10 out of 10 slow-mos or 9 out of 10 like Jay? Let us know. We want to hear about it. You know where to find us. And have a good night. Good night, guys. Night. Good night. Good night.